two of the catch up with televisions, beginnings, middles, and ends. We, uh, indeed, indeed, we know that television, for the most part, indeed, (laughs) (laughs) that we we know that television is certainly, uh, most television is on hiatus during the holiday season, but not everything is on a hiatus. Some things are still trucking along. And also during the holiday season, especially if you're looking at that fruitcake and you're at your aunt's house or you're at your grandma's house or you're at your mom or dad's house and you're just sitting around because it's snow outside and there's nothing to do, you can always catch up on all the shows that we're talking about. So what we want to do is give you, um, we want to wet your whistle a bit and uh, catch you up on the critics' thoughts in terms of these TV shows. Let's start with The Girlfriend Experience on Stars. It's in its second season, and when we say The Girlfriend Experience, we're talking about something very specific, if you haven't heard us talk about it before, I'm just saying. Yeah, it's a professional girlfriend experience. Yeah, there we go. All right. Yeah. Now. Clear. After the first season, because this wasn't necessarily going to get a second season. Yeah, I remember that. But they did, look, they did a really good job in the first season. We're back in the second. I'll tell you immediately, Ref, I was with them in the second Mm. season. All right. These are people who know what they're doing with this storyline. Now, everybody, this is an adult storyline. Come on. They go there, uh, but they do so um, with thought behind it. So in this season, Ref, what's so interesting is it's actually two storylines that are not connected, not as of Mm. yet. I don't know if they're going to. Mm. So on one hand, we have Carmen Jogo's storyline. She plays Bria, a former escort who has ratted out her current husband to the feds. She and the husband's daughter are on the run in protective custody. Oh, boy, it just turned into something. And she is with this agent being trained on how to lie about her new identity. She's working at a bottling company. Of course, you know, this is not going to be okay for her. She is accustomed to a, a, a life that's much different. Yes. So can she keep the cover or is she going to sneak out and go back to giving those girlfriend experiences? And how is she going to work her way around this agent? Also, this stepdaughter of hers is more than a handful. I'm sure. Now, in the other storyline, we have two uh, uh, women here. One is an escort. Her name is Anna. The other is a political operative. Her name is Erica, I believe. Now, Anna had the wherewithal to record a client she doesn't like, who is also a political operative. Uh He's very abusive and he needs to get out of here. I'll just say that. Well, she takes care of him. And she gives this recording to Erica for money, of course. This ain't, nothing's free. Yeah. And Erica uses this to blackmail the man. Now this man is highly disagreeable, everybody. So what does he do in response? Is he gonna let them get away with this? Or is he going to go after them in different ways? Uh Uh-oh. Now, Anna and Erica start having some sort of relationship that's outside of money. 
Hmm. What is that about? So I'll leave you with that. <laughs> Good gracious, that's enough to, to yes. tie you over for that, that second helping that you're having. Um, moving on to Showtime's Shameless. Oh. Now, at this point, folks, it's season eight. Mm. They get nominated every year. It, it's a well-oiled machine. Yeah. And the question is, isn't the question isn't, well, what's going on this season? The question really is with Shameless, how far did they go this season? <laughs> That's Great. really the question. That is a beautiful question, and I will tell you why in a moment. Now, everyone knows that Shameless has a special spot in my little black heart. I And it's dark, <laughs> but dark heart. The Gallagher clan, the matriarch is dead. <gasps> and she has left a legacy. Now this legacy is in the form of drugs. Uh -oh. This is shameless. So everybody gets their cut and they sell it to get money, except for Fiona, who is the one who's been raising her siblings, taking care of everybody. And at this point, she's really out on her own. She decides not to do that. That was a prudent decision. Okay, so we see the repercussions of this. Now, Fiona is a business owner, and she now has bought an apartment building. So she's a landlord now. So we get new characters from that, and all of the craziness that comes with being a landlord. Now, let's go right on over from Emmy Rossum's character to William H. Macy's. Oh boy. Is the that man still, how does he still live with all the- <laughs> Look. I don't know. He has the, the liver of the gods, I guess. <laughs> Frank, played by William H. Macy, is the patriarch. But since Monica, the mother who died, since she's gone, guess what happens? And this is going to your question, Ref. Hmm. Guess what's happened to Frank? He's turned over a new leaf. <gasps> what? He said now that Monica's gone, all the bad stuff in his life has been lifted off his shoulders. He's cleaned himself up. He has a job at, at a gardening place, okay? So kind of like a Lowe's kind of place if you're thinking that way. <laughs> yeah. We see him get this job. We see him thrive at the job. We see him be promoted. He is taking care of his youngest son, who by the way is black. I don't mean mixed. <laughs> black. Uh, and his, he's, 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 he's black. <laughs> He's black. <laughs> now, he is going to a, a, a an upscale uh, private school. They know he's black, and they want to use him to make their school look better. But Frank comes in with all of his, uh, you know, wonderful uh, transformation. He starts wooing the mothers there. Oh, because, you know, he works with his hands. You know, he's this kind of man and, you know, he understands their plight. So he's getting things out of this as well. Oh, now, when it comes to the oldest son, the oldest son is in recovery from drug addiction. We know he's a brilliant mind. He's trying to thrive under recovery. But there's certain things he can't do in his first year as a recovering addict. So he has a hankering for the ladies. No. So he has to deal with this. Now, 
He also has a sponsor who gets into trouble and he has to help his sponsor. He also has to help the professor who got him into rehab who has relapsed. Ugh. Oh, jeez. Oh, my gosh. The next son after him in age. Oh, dear. It's not His boy, former boyfriend, he had a problem with. Now he's trying to get the boyfriend back. And he's doing this by helping the boyfriend uh, shelter runaway kids. And the question is, can they find literal shelter for them? Now, this has some effect on what Fiona's doing as well, because now she's a landlord. I'm going to tell you how. And the next son, before the youngest, to end this, and, and I'll have to deal with the daughter, the other daughter. The next son in line here, he's back from military school. He's gotten his act together. But he's back from military school. So what does that mean for him? How is he going to use those new skills? And the other daughter is gone. She has She's had a kid now. She's living with um, a, a disabled man to get his check. That doesn't last. But she's gone to welding school. And when she graduates, she'll have a job. And maybe things will look up for her. So it looks like this is the rosiest we've ever seen these characters. Their neighbors. <laughs> I mean, their neighbors owning the bar. They get it back from, from you know, the, the Russian gal that hoodwinked them. We see that. And we see that Kevin, who's the owner of the bar, he meets his uh, actual parents that because he was adopted. We figured this out. And I won't tell you what kind of parents they are. So everybody, this is shameless. I, I wanted to take you through all of that because I just enjoy it. It's a crazy show yeah, that is well like done. sounds like a lot of joy. It sounds like a lot of joy right there. <laughs> Moving on to the, uh, we talked about this as being the, the uh, icing on the shameless cake. Smilf, which is also on Showtime that follows uh, Shameless, is a new show we've talked a little bit about. Where are yeah. we at at this point? Yeah, we talked about it. And it's just here to, because we kind of hinted at this ref, how they're paired together with Shameless. I've got to tell you, everybody, if you haven't watched Shameless yet, please do so as long as you aren't easily offended. Mm. And I'll say, even if you haven't, please check out Smilf. I want to talk about it this way. In the last episode of Smilf, because this is something I didn't get into, uh, we can see the sensibility of the minds behind this show. Now, the lead character is played by the same woman who created this. She writes it uh, every now and then. She directs it every now and then. And they did an episode ref that was a nod to Run, Lola, Run. Mm. Without even saying it. So it's kind of like an insider thing. If you know it, you go, oh, if you don't know Run, Lola, Run, you're going, why is this happening? So this is a show that is willing to go wherever they need to creatively, break all kinds of bounds. And it's just a lot of fun in a half an hour. And you also get all kinds of things that we talked about before. So that's all I wanted to say about Smith. Nice. Easy is back for a second season on Netflix. You can binge it, watch it, do it that first season to get caught up. What, it's how many episodes is this? Not much. You can, That's eight. It's eight episodes, actually. Eight episodes. So you can easily, you could easily catch up on that first season and then go into uh, its second season. Now, easy is probably indicative of its name. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is uh, about relationships. It's about people living in Chicago. Mm -hmm. uh, the creator of easy, that's what he does. He does all Chicago stuff, okay? Mm -hmm. So we, we just see different snapshots of different people in relationships in Chicago. 
Are there sexual, romantic relationships? Yes. Uh, do they go there with that? Yes. Is that the whole show? No. Mm. And that's the surprising thing. It really is, if you just walk into people on the street, people in their uh, abodes, people at work, wherever, you would get an easy episode out of it. So it, I just love the mix of that. The first episode of this season, it's about um, a, a community of people. They live on the same block. They all know each other. They're all different couples. And they're getting, uh, you know, like Amazon shipments, different things from like UPS. Someone's stealing their shipments. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the whole episode. And these are half hour episodes. It's about them trying to catch this person and whether they should. Whether they should let the authorities know. It's just really easy in its presentation. And it's very improvisational as well. Mm -hmm. And then we even get in one episode, we talked about the girlfriend experience, Some a character giving the girlfriend experience, but she's a feminist as well, or maybe a post-feminist. And that's paired with a, a, a Nigerian comedian who's on okay. his way up. Yeah, and he's an Uber driver. He becomes her Uber driver, we see. They meet up at the end of the episode. So you never quite know what you're getting. In the second season, we do revisit some of the characters from the first. We also get new ones. And I just have to say, if you like adult fare, that is just easy, as the title says. Mm -hmm. This is definitely the show for you. Again, it's half an hour per episode, eight episodes. It's easy watch. Easy, well, you can, easy, easy. You can go to Hulu and watch Shut Eye. Oh. In its second season. And Very easy. Now, well, if you want to take a break from easy, you might want to head on over to Hulu. Hulu's trying to knock them out. I mean, Hulu is putting out a, some serious original content. And it's serious meaning literally serious. Yeah. I, there aren't a lot of Hulu comedies. I'm thinking about that now. There are some, but yeah. they're more known for their drama. So do tell us about its second season, Shut High. <laughs> now, Jeffrey Donovan plays Charlie Haverford, who is a psychic, in quotes. But in the first season, we see that he actually starts to get psychic powers. How does he oh, handle this? Oh, boy. Ghost, anybody? Ghost. Okay. Hey, hey. He's married to Katie Strickland's character, Linda. She has her own things <laughs> in the past. Listen, have... Linda. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> and they have a teenage son. <laughs> Who in this in this second season he had a girlfriend in the first season who went missing. Oh. We know how and why. Now, Charlie and Linda, they are uh, working for the Roma. Okay? And these are gypsies, okay? Yes. Uh, and Isabella Rosalini. Ooh, I just love her, don't you? Of course. She plays the matriarch of, of the Romas. Her son is is the muscle, he's in charge. And we see that um, a problem happens, okay? This happened at the end of the first season where Charlie and Linda were in cahoots with uh, David Zayas' character, Eduardo, who's his own kind of crown boss. They stick the Roma up at a wedding for their money. What? So the question is, in the second season, Charlie and Linda, are they on the run or not? Or do they find a way to come back, try to manipulate the situation so that they don't get offed, okay? Mm -hmm. So that's where we are in the second season. Now, unlike most of Hulu shows, everybody, for uh, Shut Eye, all episodes of the season are available at once. You don't have oh. to go week to week. 
Nice. So you'll know whether you want to watch this or not. To me, the premise is what keeps me watching, not necessarily the execution. Nice. Well, you can go to sci-fi if you want to catch, if you're oh. sad, and you can you can watch Happy. Well, I don't know. But it's, but it's not just Happy, it's Happy with an exclamation point. Yes. <laughs> so that to me means that's fishy. <laughs> it's a little too happy. Sci-fi, I don't know that combo. Do tell us about this. This is its first season. It's a new show. Yeah. I'm a little leery of whether it's happy or not. Well, it's a comedy drama. Um, like you said, it's on Sci-Fi at night. And it's based on a comic book series by Grant Morrison and artist Derek Robertson. Um, it stars Christopher Maloney. He's Nick Sachs, who is a former detective. He was a brilliant detective. Something <laughs> happened. Is he never gonna just not I know. be a detective? Look, guy. you know. And Christopher Maloney, you know, his, the little hair he has on his head is all over the place. You know, you, you can see it coming a mile away. <laughs> So, he's a former FBI detective. Something terrible happens <laughs> while the ref's laughing, and he becomes a hitman. Oh. Yes. He's also an alcoholic. Oh, boy, geez. That's not a, that's not a good combo. And we see that he's uh, contracted out to kill um, these brothers. They are in a crime family. Uh, one of the brothers, though, was away getting an education. He comes back with some information that's very valuable in the crime world. He has a password that'll lead to something we don't know. Yeah. And he wants to tell Nick what this password is. Nick is like, oh, I don't want anything to do with this. Everybody's dead. Let's just put it that way. But that password is out there. People know and they think that Nick knows what it is. Mm. So he's in trouble. Now, in a different part of this story, a young girl and her mother, we see them riding uh, to an event, an outdoor event for children. You know, one of their favorite kids' characters is going to be there giving things away. This daughter gets away from her mother because she wants to ask this character something, and she's abducted. Oh, boy. Now, she has... Uh, um, a little friend, an imaginary friend. And what's the imaginary friend's name? Happy. Mm. And Happy is voiced by Patton Oswalt. Okay. So Happy, the imaginary friend, wants this young girl to be rescued, his friend. And he's frantically flying around. Okay, it's, it's a, a blue unicorn. That's Happy. What is happening? I exactly. <laughs> I'm just telling you, it's a cartoon blue unicorn with wings flying okay. around, oh. trying to find anybody else who can see him. Well, who can see Happy? Nick. Nick. And why? Because he's an alcoholic. Well, I won't tell you. It's a little deeper than that. No. So this just started. This is the show. It is, I'll I tell just... you stylistically, it's like um, 12 Monkeys. That kind what? of craziness. Not what? all the way, but that's what it is. So if you like that kind of thing, if this, if you were laughing at this going, oh, I can't believe it, check it out. If you were turned off by that description, you certainly don't need to watch it. I'll give it a second go just because it's, I want to see what they do. Okay, I'm not going to comment. Nightfall, <laughs> which is on the History Channel, History? is in its 
it's in its first season and to be quite frank i i don't know much about it but i do know it's spelled with a k so i'm assuming and it's on the history channel so i'm assuming that we're in a certain time period that's exactly right and this is the knights templar Mm -hmm. to be exact yes it's history so it has to have some sort of historical connection i guess um so the title is knight what fall so this is actually the end of the knights templar if you know history okay we can see what's going on with uh with that them and philip the fourth of france we know that Philip the Fourth is actually wow, Philip the Fourth of France. That's a lot. Yeah, of I know, isn't it? Philip the Fourth of France. We know that he is indebted to the knights, but he doesn't like that. Mm. He's also in, indebted to Jewish people living in France. Something goes on with that. So in the first mm. episode, we see that the Jewish people are expelled from Paris. Oh, jeez. But they're beset upon by people who are under Philip's reign. They didn't listen to him. Now the Knights Templar technically don't need to protect these Jewish people, but they do. So they get involved in that. And the head of them is murdered. Oh boy. Now we have Tom Cullen who becomes the new leader of the Knights Templar. And the question is, how are they gonna march through history? I mean, we know what happens to them. Do we? So, well, if you look it up, you do. <laughs> if you look it up, well, I'll put it this way. Are they around now? Yay. Not, not this form, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, you may think of the Masons, but that's different. Mm-hmm. So we can see these upstanding knights fight the good fight. That's what this show is about. It really is, okay, look, we got Vikings on History Channel as well. It, yeah. Same thing. Uh, um, you know, we have The Last Kingdom, which is now on Netflix. That You know, it's, it's these kinds of things that aren't quite Game of Thrones, but they're trying to be. Yeah, uh, they're trying and, to pull it away. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, everybody, it's okay, but I would rather watch The Last Kingdom. I'd probably watch Vikings over this as well. Sorry. Ooh, ouch. Let's move uh, to Stars's Apple Tree Say that again, I like that. Stars's. Stars's Apple <laughs> Tree Yard. It's a limited series. It's, you know, yeah. we don't know if it's coming back or, or what have you. But Stars, again, like Hulu and, and some of the other channels that aren't Netflix and, and the, you know, HBO and Showtime, things of that nature, they're putting out content left and right. Yeah. The question is, do we want to watch this one? Well, I'll tell everybody... Um, we had a guest on this show, Ref, on our podcast, an interview, mm-hmm. okay, and we were told to watch this. Yes. So this showed up mysteriously on Stars. No fanfare. I just saw it because I have an Apple TV and they make suggestions. I was like, wait a minute. Who was I the guest? To- Maybe I need to watch that. You tell us. Who was the guest? You know what I'm talking about? No. Well, everybody, what you should do is go to yysent.com. Hey, see? there you go. Go I there. See. Take a look at our interview section. Okay? And you're going to see who this is. I don't think I want to give that away. I think I'm giving homework here. What? So they're going to listen to every single interview. We've oh, done. yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay. 
Jim Broadbent. See, I was trying to be okay. trying to be creative. Well, they can go check out that interview. It was wonderful. Check it out, definitely. Yes, certainly wonderful. Jim Broadbent was watching this because uh, uh, this is from across the pond. It is yes. a BBC production, um, so it was there, of course, aired there first. Now we have it on Stars, and look, it stars the great Emily Watson. She plays a geneticist. She's a PhD in genetics. I believe that. So, uh, of course, she's married. Okay. And she has a grown daughter. Oh. Okay. She's married and she's prickers. Hey. Now, we see her uh, talking to the MPs, the members of parliament, about genetics allaying their fears right you know everything's okay it, it, you know if we go into the future we're not going to do crazy cloning here's how it can help us that kind of thing after this meeting with the mps she meets a mysterious man is he an mp what's he doing here i smell something fishy he takes her on a little journey through parliament into the basement which is where they have a crypt that's beautiful and while they're down there Bound chicka bound bound goes on. Wait a minute. I don't know what to say about Yes. They end up going there. And this is not something that the doctor does. Okay, she is she doesn't even know why she's doing this. There's something about this guy. So we find out maybe her relationship with her husband isn't what we thought it's gonna be because he's a professor. And that's all I'm gonna say about that. Mm. So what's going on there? Now, she continues this flirtatious, one-night standish relationship with this man. She doesn't know who he is, but he knows who she is. Oh. Now, at the end of the first episode, she thinks she knows who he is. But at the end as well, something major happens to her that turns this from almost an illicit romance. That's what it seems like. I'm like, is this a thriller? That's what it's supposed to be. Right into a thriller. Because at the very beginning of this, of the first episode, we see that she's locked up. We see that. Why? What happened? Well, we start to get an inkling at the end of the first episode. And then moving forward, you'll get more and more revealed. So this is only four episodes. Um, it is from the Brits. They know how to do thrillers. They just know how to do it. Uh, it's not... Mm -hmm. Yeah, and condensed versions. Of exactly. Yeah. It's not that this is not something we haven't seen. It's just them doing their work. They have a wonderful cast led by Emily Watson. Hey, if you want to see an adult thriller, this is it. Along with Happy Valley and The Fall and everything else we talk about. <laughs> <You know. laughs> well, let's end it with this. And I may oh. just check out from here because I oh. have been... Like I said at the beginning of this podcast, I have been anticipating, or the the, the first um, part of the podcast, I've been anticipating the crown yeah. to return. I, I, everybody has, because it was such a sneaky hit on mm -hmm. Netflix. Well, now it's in its second season, and we have a full, actualized queen at this point. We saw that at the end of season one. She take she has taken the crown, and she put her prime minister in place several times mm. for a woman who wasn't supposed to be in this job. Yeah. Or at least that soon. Rather. Yeah. So the question now is, in this season, we've seen Philip 
buck up against the new norm. Mm -hmm. Is he going to fall in line? Or does he not? Well, from the very beginning of this season, we see that um, the Queen and Philip not going well. And, oh, sorry. Just in case our readers or our listeners have, don't know um, this very well, it's Queen Elizabeth, the current queen, the current queen of England. Yes, that's ex- exactly. So we're in the fifties now. Um, we're no longer in the forties. And in the beginning, this is when the Suez crisis happened. Um, you know, bad things happened with the prime minister making bad decisions that the queen wasn't quite behind, but she cannot just speak her mind. That's not her role. So we see that relationship going on. But at the very beginning, Philip and and Elizabeth, there's something happening. We see that they get a call. The queen is told what we tried to do didn't help. It didn't work. Something's going to come out or not be contained. She looks at Philip and she's essentially looking at him going, do you want a divorce? What do you want? Like, what do you want? Mm, dang. And of course they can't get divorced. Yeah. But why is she saying this? Ooh. Well, we shuttle back in time. Now, this is a device that's used throughout TV all the time, and I think overused. But in this case, because we know who they are, we've gone through the first season, because this is something of import, it works. Mm. We go back five months before this started uh, boiling to the surface, and they lead us up to that moment. So we can see that something's going on with Philip and his best friend, who's also his uh, private secretary. <laughs> Remember, they started this little gentleman's club? Yeah. Problem. Oh. Because this private secretary is not on the up and up, and his wife knows it. She ain't happy about it. Now, this is mm. the 50s. You can't just go get a divorce. Yeah. So we see how all of that builds. And of course, this is going to spill over to the royal family. Hmm. So that's all I'm going to give you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I will tell you this, everybody. If you like season one, you definitely need to watch season two. They are still where they belong, which is at the top of the heap of television, especially when it comes to period pieces, dramas, all of that's there. It still looks great. The writing is exactly what you want it to be. The performances are the same. This is Claire Foy's, Foy's last time playing yeah. Queen Elizabeth. So we'll see that transition into the new one. And I'm just, look, I'm here. I think it's, what, four more seasons? Because we get yeah. two more queens, two per season. Mm-hmm. Hey, if they keep this up, why not? And, and everybody, don't forget, now that I'm thinking, Darkest Hour is in theaters. So if you like The Crown, go see that too. <laughs> why, why are you saying that? Just in case, um, why are you saying that? Because we see Winston Churchill here during World War II in Darkest Hour, played by the great Gary Oldman. We saw John Lithgow tear it up in the first season of The Crown as Winston. So does Gary Oldman there in the go. movie. But it's a movie experience in Darkest Hour. It is not on the level of The Crown. It is worth it to go see it in a theater because of the they heightened it even more. I I couldn't even um, I couldn't even imagine that, that this could happen, but it did from the great Joe Wright and his cast and crew. So there you yeah. go. Yeah. 
Yeah. Listen, we're not done with TV. We're just going to go on, on our own hiatus. I want to be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Okay, thank you. So if you want to check out any of these shows, again, just come on over to our website. We invite you over, www.whywatchthat.com. You can listen to all of our reviews of these former or of these t- television shows. And listen, you're there. You're getting that second heaping of the stuffing or whatever grandma made. Why don't you sit down, unbuckle that first button. Yeah, it's okay. Kick up your feet, put it on the coffee table and pop in on your on one of your favorite shows. Just pop in, check in. And if you don't know where to start, you can start with us.